Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Z-Tam, down by the seaside. Beckham Z-Tam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron, Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on. Down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon, down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Mar looking for the line. Keystone Velocity, Keystone Velocity and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the Royal Fire Guns. Here he comes, foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official... Podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing, post time with Mike and Mike, with co hosts Mike Carter. And it's bus 936, and bus 936 on the wings of an angel. And Mike Bozich. Outside, Heaven Rocks, but the clock's running out. Fella Buster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Every dream has a start, and this one is ours. To trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. 
In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. Every dream has a start, and this one is ours. To trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat.
All right. We are back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, as Mike Bozich, is on assignment uh, this week. And we were discussing before that timeout, we had a little bit of a technical issue there. My apologies. We're discussing the 2018 Breeder Crown eliminations coming up on Friday and Saturday night at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. And since nobody was able to hear it the first go round, let's talk about the third race uh, once again. And uh, it's the field of two year old Phillies, first division. Uh, for the uh, Trotters, Euro Philly Trotters take center stage in the third race at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Whispering Oaks, Special Honor, and Starita are the three big-name horses in the race. Number three, Starita, is trained by Hall of Famer, or excuse me, incoming Hall of Famer, uh, Joe Holloway. Uh, Julie Miller has had a spectacular season uh, thus far, and of course, trainer Jimmy Tactor. Um, there's no introduction needed for Jimmy Tector as we'll train Whispering Oaks leading up to the Breeders' Crown. We'll head to the fourth race on Friday night, the second division of three for the two-year-old Philly Trotters. And, of course, Woodside Charm is here for trainer driver Verlin Yoder, um, who is having a phenomenal season with this Philly. Five for five, a mark of 53 and four, uh, has made over $200,000. Again, Verlin Yoder will direct number five Woodside Charm, a horse that I kind of uh, have a little bit of a connection with is number two, Asiago is able to call one of his first, excuse me, one of her first qualifiers um, back at the Meadowlands on Meadowlands pace day. Uh, the two Asiago is only one win in seven starts this year, a mark of 55, um, but has hit the board in five of seven starts thus far. The fifth race is the first division of three for two-year-old Colt and Gelding Pacers, and Van Gogh is going to try to give Bruce Saunders a victory in the Breeders' Crown. Uh, Van Gogh draws the inside in a six-horse field, picks up the services of Andrew McCarthy, and trainer Bruce Saunders has been very high on this two-year-old um, horse who has a mark of 150 and three second only in this field to lions nighthawk who drew post number three for trainer jeffrey gillis and then of course the five to two morning line favorite is number 10 air force hanover has only missed the board twice in 10 starts in his young career air force hanover by some beach somewhere out of all american cognac is going to look to strike in that elimination as well. A field of eight will take center stage in the sixth race at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono on a Friday night. And it's the two-year-old Colt and Gelding Trotters. Chin Chin Hall draws the inside for trainer Melanie Wren. And this was a horse at Lexington that kind of showed out a little bit. Uh, we talked to Peter Wren just a little bit while we were in the barn. And he said he was pretty impressed with how Chin Chin Hall was performing. So if he performed well at Lexington, he would be on to the Breeders' Crown. Then, of course, you have Hudson Rivers, two victories thus far this year. But the big name that uh, everybody's going to be looking at is number eight, Jim Panzee, 747 in 2018, uh, kicking off his young career as the New York Sire Stakes champion, has $278,000 in the bank this year with a mark of 54-3. and He'll step up to the big stage for the first time, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Jim Pandy handles it from an outside post. Trainer Marcus Melander has this one revved up and ready to go. Brian Sears will be in the sulky. The seventh race of the evening 
on Friday night will be the first division of two-year-old Philly Pacers and St. Somewhere is the morning line of favorites. St. Somewhere, four wins and 11 starts. A mark of 150 and four. Pretty impressive uh, mile um, from St. Somewhere coming up on Friday night. Also in the eighth race, it'll be the two-year-old Philly Pacers, second division of two. Tall Drink Hanover is the morning line, excuse me, second choice, three at three to one for trainer Tony Alanya. Eight were we U Butte coming off that 148 and three score at the Red Mile. We all uh, witnessed that. And I'll tell you what, what an impressive effort by were we U Butte who is caught on the outside. We're going to take a short time out. When we come back more from Friday's action at Pocono, we'll have Ron Burke, Bill Galvin, Gordon Waterstone, and a Jen star. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by bet America. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join Revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain. Rehab. Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter uh, standing in as Mike Bozich is on assignment this week, but we're joined now by Bill Galvin. And Bill helps with the Youth Literary Derby in Canada. And Bill, uh, first off, welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you very much, Mike. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Bill, uh, talk to us. Talk to us first uh, about uh, who you are, and for our fans who uh, don't know you, and how you got into the industry. I was involved in uh, in racing at a very young age. I started to work for a veterinarian uh, who had harness horses in the auto in the Ottawa Valley, and um, I um, I groomed horses, worked on the farm, did groomed horses. Uh, uh, when I went away to school, and I was attending uh, in uh, University in Detroit. I went to the different tracks from coast to coast, the Roosevelt Sportsman's Detroit Race Course, uh, the Ohio Fair Circuit, and worked there during my summer holidays. Uh, and um, then came back to, to Toronto, my, my home base, so to speak, and uh, spent a lot of years uh, with the Ontario Jockey Club. Uh, starting out in thoroughbred racing and also most of my time with uh, harness racing as a publicist uh, and a promoter and a racing official. And uh, over the years, I've been fortunate to have been involved in some uh, pretty successful promotions for the racing industry up until today. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn.
We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We apologize for the technical issue there. We're about to talk with uh, trainer Ron Burke uh, about Hanover. Hanover, Ron, welcome back in. Uh, we know we've had you on before, but welcome back, man. Hey, thank you very much. Ron, let's talk a little bit about uh, Hanover. Hanover, the big mayor comes back. Uh, she drew very well in a field of six coming up on a Saturday night at Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. How's she doing uh, leading up into the race? Um, you know, she's had a real good week the last week, and I think we're, you know, got her back turned around. So, but we're not going to be able to tell honestly until we put her against, you know, top horses and see what she does. Now, Ron, talk to us uh, a little bit about uh, her time off. Uh, obviously, she took a couple of weeks off there. And what was what was that like for her? And uh, you know, what what was she, how was she? You know, how was she during the time off? Um, basically, I just brought her home because I wanted her to spend more time with me, so I, I could figure out what was going on with her. And like, you know, I don't think it was any one certain thing, but maybe just a couple little things all adding up to her performance not being to what we expect from her. And so we worked on some different things. We tried some new things with her. And, uh, you know, I think I saw a constant improvement till the last time I trained her was the first time I thought it was really the handler that I know. So, you know, like I'm hoping I'm not just being, uh, you know, optimistic. I'm hoping that she's back and, uh, you know, we'll see the results, you know, on uh, this week. You know, I think she'll be good this week and then hopefully great the following week. Now, Ron, uh, obviously she beat the boys uh, last year at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, and what an effort that was. Uh, was there any question leading up into uh, the Breeders' Crown this year that she wouldn't go against the boys again? No, I pretty much lean, lean to it all year. When she's good, she can beat anybody. When she's not good, she's not going to beat the mares. The mares are, you know, very good. I don't know if there's really any more a big difference between the boys and the girls right now. It's a pretty stout bunch of girls, so... Uh, yeah, it was never even really a thought in my head. We, we we were talking about that on the show a couple of weeks ago, where we felt like we kind of feel like that the mares in just about every division are almost better than the boys. Yeah, it's it's got closer. You know, Pacers. I don't know if I would try it as much. It's never been successful. The Trotters pretty much. You know, mares have held their own before. So, you know, when you're talking about double the money, uh, it's hard to you know. If you put the pace and mares in against the boys, they would get their heads caved in. You know, the right. pace and mares, they would literally get their heads caved in. You know, the trotting mares, you know, it, for whatever reason, I don't understand that, you know, there doesn't seem to be as much a difference. Now, Ron, obviously uh, you've got a lot of horses headed towards the Breeders' Crown, but one specifically real quick that I want to touch on is War We at U Butte, who put in a monumental effort at Lexington. Um, and I'll tell you what, that 148-3 score was really impressive, but as a two-year-old filly, I mean, that it was, that's what made it even more impressive. How she training up to the Breeders' Crown, and uh, were you expecting her Lexington performance? Yeah, like at Lexington, she was out of her mind. I could tell training her there. She loved that place. She's a very fast horse that can do about anything she puts her mind to it. The problem is just making sure she doesn't want to do it every step, every point. You just got to keep her calm. So, you know, I don't like the eight hole because with her, when you send her, then it's no stopping her. She just wants to rock. So we'll try to, you know, find a mid-pack slot with her remover at some point. And, uh, you know, I expect she'll be very good. 
All right, Ron. Well, another horse, real quick, I want to ask you about uh, is also in the in that same race. Is she's all right? And the Sweet Blues have been doing pretty well. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this filly and uh, her chances going in. Obviously, you got a double post draw gas here with post seven and eight. Yeah, no, but she'll like she'll you can start her up and not worry about her. She's more handy than the other filly actually. But you know, the Lou Phillies have been great and the Lou Colts came on real good at Lexington. Like, you know, I honestly think he's, you know, gonna be one of the top couple sires in the game right now and uh you know, we're making an effort to make sure he gets better mares even to make sure that, you know, we extend his career and everything and uh I really think you'll see that he'll become a great outcross for, you know, some beach mares and stuff like that. You can breed him almost to anything and not worry about it. So he's going to be a great, you know, addition to the breeding game. Now, Ron, uh, one other horse you have in the two-year-old Colt and Gelding division is Delos Cielos Delo. Delos Cielos Deo. I can barely say his name. Uh, five wins and nine starts this year. And this is a horse that performed really well in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes circuit and handled his uh, step up to the Grand Circuit level pretty well. Yeah, like really, uh, he's been a little disappointed in the last couple. We brought him home and to Rio you know, go over him, found a couple things with him too that I didn't realize what was going on. And uh, he came back, he trained vicious this week. And uh, I think we'll see the return to the horse that we thought he was at the beginning of the year. Uh, like just a couple little minor issues. And, uh, you know, he's such a good horse and those horses, if they're not at the very best, it's hard to win them races. So I think we've got him back, you know, where he's turned around. So we should be better. All right, Ron. Well, listen, good luck coming up this weekend. I know you guys have a lot of work ahead of you with a ton of horses in, and uh, hopefully we'll see you back for the finals uh, next week. Okay, very good. Thank you. All right, trainer Ron Burr talking about his couple of his horses leading up to the 2018 Breeders' Crown. Gordon Waterstone is on the, in the on-deck circle. We'll have him and much more on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America on the backside of this commercial. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick and a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again at Pet Rock together, All right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, uh, joined now by back by Mr. Bill Gavin. Bill, can you hear me okay this time around? Uh, yes, I can hear you, Ben. <laughs> Getting um, we, cut we, off occasionally. No, we we had a little bit of a technical gaffe on our end. Bill, let's uh, jump back to what we were talking about though with the Youth Literary Derby. And uh, where did that kind of idea come about? And uh, how did you guys uh, come up with that? 
Uh, well, uh, I uh, conducted um, um, I conducted poetry competitions and also art competitions uh, uh, back in in the eighties, and they were tremendously successful. I achieved national television coverage on them, huge print coverage, and so on. So I decided to um, to um, take another um, to take a look at it again and came back with the Youth Literary Derby, which is a little better, bigger. It embraced uh, all of the uh, province of, provinces, all of the province of Ontario. And um, it, uh, it received entries from 46 communities across the province, and it was and embraced by our partners who helped promote it, including the University of Guelph, which is a world leader in equine research and equine education, and the standard bread breeders and the Arts Council of a major Ontario city, and also the Canadian chapter of the United States Harness Writing Association, so and among many other associations and, and individuals. So it, it was a good success, and and uh, it was about, we reached out to um, to students in grades five, six, seven, and eight in the province to uh, go to to the uh, reading forums. Uh, we had 22 of them lined up in Ontario. So they opened their doors to the students and they went and they were introduced to these young foals, some days old, some weeks old. And then they returned to school and then they wrote either a poem or an essay uh, on their their up close encounters, you know, with these young horses. Um, and it was um, it was um, it, it was a good success, and it was well embraced by by the teachers, by the school boards, um, by so many, uh, you know, in the in the industry. And even some of the teachers uh, inserted uh, this program in, into their curriculums, which was huge. <laughs> now, Bill, talk to us uh, about how some of the winners were selected. Obviously, uh, there were different divisions for them to be able to write into with a poetry and a short uh, story division. Uh, how were those winners selected? Uh, well, they were selected by three judges. Um, pull, uh, two of them were um, uh, there were journalists uh, connected with the racing industry, and the other was a, um, a professor from uh, from uh, London University, London Ontario University. So we, we had uh, we had them, and there were very stringent rules uh, for the contest, um, and it was spelled out exactly. Um, the 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 judges had a. Uh, strict criteria of of what they judged them on. It was it was quite detailed. Now, Bill, what what is next for uh, these students? Obviously, they were presented with awards uh, on October sixth at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Um, will this contest continue going forward? Um, there hasn't been a decision on it uh, on it to date, but I'm sure that um, during the ensuing ensuing months that uh, We'll uh, come up with with an announcement on it. Uh, we're hopeful it's going to be able to go to to go forward. Um, it's it's been one of one of the promotions that uh, 
I've been connected with over the years, and uh, on most of them I've attained uh, uh, national TV coverage. All right. Well, listen, Bill, uh, give everybody the web address where they can uh, find the Youth Literary Derby. Uh, yes. Um, the uh, the web address is um, um, uh, youthliteraryderby.ca. All right. Well, Bill, we certainly appreciate you taking time out to uh, join us. And uh, listen, thanks so much. It's been my pleasure, Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that was Bill Gavin with the Youth Literary Derby. Well, we've had enough commercial breaks with all the technical staff news this morning, so we're going to jump right into Hall of Famer Gordon Waterstone. And listen, Gordon, uh, we're bringing you on to talk about Michigan and Hazel Park, but first I want to touch on the upcoming Breeders' Crown. What a fantastic uh, program that it is shaping up to be uh, coming up next Saturday and obviously a ton of eliminations and a ton of work leading up uh, to those races. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it's been a busy time here at the magazine as we're getting our newsletter out this afternoon, the harness racing weekend preview, lots of stories. I, you know, I talked to Ronnie Burke, got a great update on handle or Hanover in there. Got some great races this weekend and it should set up for some, some, Great finals on on the following Saturday. There, looking looking forward to it uh, uh, this weekend. And uh, as you know, Michael, we have the we have a big promotion coming up. We're going to announce on Monday. Should we should we unveil a little bit now? Go ahead. Why not? Go ahead and talk. Yeah, about it. yeah. No, it'll be announced Monday. But a unique uh, team handicapping concept we we come up with. Moira uh, Fanning at the Hamiltonian Society Breeders Crown uh, sponsored it. It's going to be for three designated charities. We divided twelve of the. A great handicappers, even though I do put myself in that category uh, loosely. <laughs> uh, we've got 12 going, 12 of the biggest names in the sport, uh, handicapping. And we've divided everybody into three teams of four each, handicapping in the three charities, Standard Bread Retirement Foundation, New Vocations, and Harness Worth Youth Foundation are going to benefit this year. Uh, and, it, and it's got great response. Everybody we've talked to loves the, loves the uniqueness of a team concept there. So uh, it put pressure on everybody is, uh, you know, if you do the first three races, you got to get off to a good start. And of course, if you're the anchor person, like I am on my team, the way it fell, I said, there's a lot of pressure on there to, to, to finish it off strong. Well, listen, it's almost like bowling where you have to, you know, the anchor person's got to bring up the rear and kind of score the points that the others don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and you're on there, you're playing, we have some, you know, Dave Brower, Gabe Pruitt, uh, Derek Givner, we've got, uh, you know, Ellie Sarama, uh, who used to be on TV as a trainer. She's she's coming back in uh, to join us. Uh, it's, a, it's a great team, great 12 lineup. Uh, looking forward to it. Now, Gordon, uh, obviously Mike, uh, Mike had asked you to come on. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about the state of Michigan racing. Obviously, you're a Michigan native. And uh, some sad sights, uh, seeing some of the photos uh, from the old Hazel Park, uh, you know, being torn down. Yeah, I, you know, I'm living in Lexington, but, of course, I have family up there. And uh, I was up there in July and did not go uh, over to Hazel Park purposely when I was there um, and another trip as well. But this last weekend when I, when I went up there, uh, I, I, I had it because I saw some of the pictures beforehand and just wanted to see what was what was going on there. Um, you know, I, I worked there from 1979 to 1996. My office in the clubhouse on the third floor was probably the greatest PR office anywhere because I had my own little director's room with a pri- private bar, 
overlooking the racetrack. And uh, lo and behold, when I drive over there, you know, and I known the barn area had been taken down and the grandstand had been taken down, but now the clubhouse where the office was is, was half demolished in uh, rubble, and it, it, it was a pretty sad sight to see. I was, I was actually kind of surprised when I drove over there because I went over on last Saturday, and I didn't think they'd be working but I really was surprised that it was as open as it was, and there was no no fences, no boundaries, no nothing roped off. I, I walked wherever I wanted, um, and took some pictures, and it's uh, it, it it's sad sad to see what what some great history from that racetrack had. Now, Gordon, uh, tell us a little bit about what you know about kind of the state of racing currently. Obviously, we know Northville was sold. Um, they will race their dates until 2020. Do we know much more about that situation? Well, I've asked uh, John Carlo, and I ran into Mike Carlo here at a sports betting symposium at Keeneland uh, about a month ago, and, and they're looking at some land, but nothing has been finalized yet. Um, my own perception now, even though I was real optimistic, I, you know, I don't know. Sports betting uh, is, is instrumental there, and right now the racetracks are not included in that legislation. So we'll have to wait and see. You know, I really hope you know that Northfield does find another another spot nearby uh, and, and move. Um, it's kind of interesting it, that the thoroughbred horsemen uh, have, have purchased uh, Sports Creek Raceway. A group has got together, and that that track had been shut down since uh, the end of 2014. Uh, it was still standing. They couldn't find a buyer and. They're ready to close on a deal within a couple of weeks. They've asked for dates for next year, uh, and it'll be interesting. Um, they only have enough money right now. Uh, George Glavenios from the Thoroughbred Horsemen Association there told me they only have enough money for 20 dates. They have to have 30, so they're going to get simulcasting going on January 1st to build up some pool. And he told me that he's hopeful that harness racing could come back there after Northville. Uh, if Northville does not uh, reopen and move, that, that they're hoping to have a dual breed track there at Sports Creek and Flint. Now, whether that's the best idea or not, I don't know, because I really think the Metro Detroit area needs a racetrack, not Flint, but uh, it'll at least give the Harness Horsemen a home somewhere. Now, tell us a little bit about that. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Sports Creek, like you said, Sports Creek's been kind of shut down. What went into the decision to maybe purchase this land? This is This is news to me, so this is good stuff. Yeah, well, you know, without thoroughbred when hazel park you know, closed abruptly i mean they were ready to open the thoroughbred meet uh, right after kentucky derby in may and, and just what what three weeks before uh yep. they, they announced they closed it the thoroughbred horsemen had already started shipping in and were caught totally off guard by that news and then of course you know then just a couple weeks later uh, you know the northville announcement came that they were selling for redevelop for development there and then they were going to move it somewhere else so all that happened real fast so the thoroughbred horsemen have no place to go so, you know, everybody's scattered, and they really, you know, I mean, they're, you know, Michigan horsemen are tough, 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 no matter whether you're harness or standard bred or harness standard bred or uh, thoroughbred, um, you're, you're a tough breed, um, and they want some place to race. Uh, Sports Creek had been up for sale. They didn't want to sell it originally as a racetrack. They were hoping for other offers. The city offered to buy it but didn't come up with the price they wanted, and uh, it's been sitting vacant. Um, Chris Lockin, the general manager, is still there, uh, as what I was told, and keeping the place uh, up, as up, you know, up to date as he could. Um, and Thurban, uh, the group that got together and, and have purchased it, um, and have asked for the dates. Uh, George, uh, like I said, George Colenios, the Thurban Horseman, said that uh, 
obviously the the track surface needs some some help. There is a chute. You know, it was built similar to the the old Great Lakes Downs Muskegon race course with the chute. So that's yep. there for the start of races. It's uh, which is similar when Hazel Park was a thoroughbred track too. It was a five ace. They called it the Bull Ring, where there was a chute there too as well. So. Um, I said it's great news for thoroughbred horsemen. You know, I hated to see them. You know, not have a home. You know, Michigan racing needs both breeds to thrive. Right. Well, listen. It, it sounds like things for now, anyway, um, might be on the might be headed back towards the up scheme of things. But it'll be really interesting to see how this whole Sports Creek Raceway thing works itself out. And if we can get the harness horsemen and the thoroughbred horsemen on the same track, that is going to be an interesting play as well. Now, Sports Creek was a track, Gordon, I had never been to. Um, it, it's a 5-8, you said. And uh, what's that What's that facility like out there? Well, if you go to Hoosier Park, it's it. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> um, it was the same. It was built by, you know, back then the, uh, the Carlo family was instrumental in the diagram with the Maradas there. And they also consulted on Hoosier Park, and they consulted on Muskegon, the old Muskegon race course, Great Lake Downs. It was so all three tracks are are, are the, it's the same setup. Obviously, Hoosier Park has changed dramatically now with the slot machines there. But at first, uh, you know, if you remember when they first opened, that's exactly how what Sports Creek and is like. So, I mean, it's a great spot. I mean, obviously, Flint is a depressed area now. Uh, with economic terms, um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, Detroit's on its way back. The city of Detroit is really on its way back, so hopefully Flint can get back on its feet and get going and the racetrack and can get in there and, and uh, get to, get the horse players a, a, a place to go. All right. Well, listen, Gordon, thanks so much for taking time out uh, today, and listen, good luck in the handicapping contest. Don't stink it up because I'll be passing you late. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. I want to do it. And uh, and so just before I go, a few people have asked me if I took any souvenirs from the Hazel Park Rubble, and no, I did not. I, I didn't. I didn't want it. I just didn't want it. So I'll just leave my memories go with the with the good times that were there, and there was plenty of them over the years. Wow. Well, Gordon, thanks so much again, and uh, listen, we look forward to having you on in the future, man. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right, Gordon Waterstone, the Hall of Famer, joining the program to talk about the now defunct Hazel Park. And um, what a sad situation uh, that is, but uh, looks like things might be on the rise for the thoroughbred and harness horsemen. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, Jen Starr, we'll talk about the Breeders' Crown, then we'll wrap this thing up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winback farm.com Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? 
Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, will be joined here in just a moment by Jen Starr from the Downs at Mohegan Sun Poconos. We talk the Breeders' Crown, Breeders' Crown eliminations coming up this Friday and Saturday night at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Poconos. We're taking a look at a couple of the Friday night races. Let's take a look at Saturday night's program at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. 14 races on tap, every one of them Breeders' Crown eliminations and we kick things off right away with Mets Hall versus you know you do versus tactical landing big field here with evaluate in post number six for trainer Marcus Nylander uh, Mets Hall has obviously uh, been on fire as of late uh, for trainer Julie Miller and Andy Miller who will direct in the first race at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono coming up on a Saturday night. Speaking of the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono, let's bring in the racing marketing manager from there, Miss Jen Starr. Jen, how are you this morning? Good morning, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on. Listen, I I appreciate you coming on. I know your head has to be spinning uh, right about now uh, with the weekend coming up and the next weekend's Breeders' Crown uh, entering our sites. It's such a big event, and it is overwhelming for everyone, but, you know, the excitement has just hit everyone, and the adrenaline is flowing. So I think just everybody is just very, very excited and anticipating a huge event. So we're all looking forward to it. Now, Jen, talk to us a little bit at first about Eliminations Weekend. Uh, we know lots of great promotions coming up this weekend uh, leading up to next week's Breeders' Crown, uh, including a uh, takeout reduction. Right. The takeout is a big thing. The 15% takeout on all three nights of Breeders' Crown action. So our Friday night races, our Saturday night races, and just a note, we don't race on Fridays this season. So this is a special Friday night car for us. So make a note, everybody across the country. Yes, Pocono will be racing on Friday the 19th, and that will be the two-year-old eliminations. Saturday night's three-year-old and up eliminations. Unbelievable cards. 
for both nights. And again, the 15% takeout on not only the eliminations, but the few overnights that are spattered in on our Friday night card. So that's a huge, huge uh, incentive for those bettors out there that want to take a look at Pocono. Maybe they haven't wagered on Pocono before, and they're looking at the Breeders' Crown races, and this is just really huge for everyone. And again, the cards are just phenomenal. And I know, Mike, you've probably looked at them, and you're just <laughs> you're just in awe of some of the horses that are coming here, and they'll start arriving later tonight. So it's it's going to be an amazing weekend. All right. Well, talk to us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Breeders' Crown, but let's talk about Foiled Again for a couple of minutes. Uh, obviously, Foiled Again will be coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono next week, and there is a Foiled Again drink that you guys have come up with. Uh, where did this idea come from, and uh, how did the concept get started? Well, I thought it was a great idea. Last year at Hoosier Park, they had the Mr. 46 drink, and that was a spotlight, of course, to always be Mickey. And I thought that was a phenomenal idea on their part. And I thought since we are hosting Foiled Again here as part of his retirement tour, and again, we are so honored to have Ron Burke and uh, Weaver Brashemi and everybody to allow us to have this horse here, we're just really honored to have it and to have him meet the fans. So I thought, why not have a foiled again drink and spotlight him at the scene of his huge triumph in 2013. And that was an incredible win, a thriller of a win on the worst track conditions. That was when the skies opened up in 2013. And he just had a gritty win in that breeder's crown. So the foiled again drink thought like we thought it was a good idea. So I sent it out to the bartenders within our property. And I said, let's have a contest. Why doesn't somebody come up with a recipe that you think memorialized Foiled Again? And all the bartenders put their heads together, and then they had a little contest. And then the best drink was chosen, and that has become the Foiled Again. And it really sounds amazing. It's muddled blackberries, rye whiskey, simple syrup, and club soda in a rocks glass. And, again, it's the special collectible rocks glass with the Breeders' Crown logo on it. And that would be for sale within the property on Breeders' Crown Night. Listen, I might have to get about five of those. Uh, that sounds fantastic. That sounds fantastic, actually. Especially on a cold night, those drinks might warm you up. <laughs> I agree. It, it it really does look great, and I have a feeling they might go down a little bit too easy. So everybody raise a glass and toast to his retirement and, you know, just toast to his big triumph here and his many breeders' crown appearances and just enjoy the night and, and take the glass home and, and maybe have more toasts at home and, you know, just enjoy it. And, and while he's here again, wristbands that starting at 4 o'clock for his meet and greet, he will meet his fans starting at 6 o'clock, and we just have to hope for good weather. That's all we have to hope for. And that will be down on the apron closest to the paddock area, and he's all ready to meet his fans. And, gosh, I, you know, I'm getting calls from everywhere across the country. What time do we have to get there? We're really excited. We want to meet forward again. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's like a rock star. Everybody just wants to meet Foiled again. So this is this is just an honor to have him here. Now, Jen, talk to us uh, promotional-wise, uh, what's going on uh, at the Downs. Uh, obviously, a hat giveaway. Uh, there's a meet-and-greet uh, with, I believe, a former Philadelphia Eagle coming up this weekend. Lots of fun stuff coming up uh, as we lead up to the Breeders' Crown. It will be a very, very fun weekend. Friday, tomorrow night, we do have former Philadelphia Eagle Keith Byers. He'll be on property 530. 
and he will be meeting his fans. That's also wristbands. You can grab them in the afternoon starting at 2 o'clock. Uh, he'll only sign the authorized photos. We've got the authorized photo for you, so just come up, grab your photo, get your picture taken with you, and that will be in the racing lobby. And that promises to be a great, great event for our fans, a lot of Eagles fans in this area as well as outside the area. And we do have the Souvenir Breeders' Crown Cap giveaway. That's tonight. That's, a, I'm sorry, Friday night and Saturday night. So grab your racing program starting at 5 o'clock both nights. Get the coupon inside. Redeem it starting at 9 p.m. Friday night, 9 p.m. Saturday night. Get your collectible hat while they last. And just a reminder, if you brought the coupon on Friday, that's only good on Friday. But, man, do they look good. Everybody just, I think everybody's just going to want that hat and just remember the great Breeders' Crown event and be sporting it. And I'm sure you'll be sporting one too, Mike, as well as Mike Bozich. Oh yeah, we'll be supporting. Uh, we'll be supporting those, or excuse me, showing those hats off uh, all night long. Uh, obviously, we're going to have our show out there uh, post time with Mike and Mike. We'll be live from the Breeders' Crown. We're live from the 2018 Breeders' Crown next week. Um, times are still in question. Uh, we got to see how kind of the elimination shake out and how the uh, the race card shakes itself out. Uh, we'll be on for three hours though. Three hours of continuing coverage. Coming up next this Saturday, I'll tell you what, Jed, this is one place we have not done a live remote from yet. I'm really excited about coming out there, and uh, Mike showed me our spot. I'm looking forward to it. We're excited to have you guys out here, too. I think it's going to be a, an awesome night for the fans to even see post-time with Mike and Mike out here live, to enjoy the broadcast, to just see all the excitement that goes into your show, and we're we're really happy that you're coming out here, and we'll welcome you with open arms. Really, really glad you're coming. All right, Jen. Well, listen. Good luck heading into this weekend, and listen. Try to uh, try to take a t- take a deep breath before next week, because I tell you what, I know I'm nervous. I can't imagine what it's like uh, for you guys out there. But uh, listen, you guys are doing a heck of a job out there. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll be looking forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. I want to make one note to everybody: the VIP tent tickets are sold out. But we do have tickets available in our horseman's tent, which is a $50 fee for the delicious hot and cold buffet. And it's set a little bit down further, closest to the paddock. So it's a great experience. Also, the the tent will be heated. Um, You'll be right alongside the paddock, so you'll be able to see the horses come out right there. It's on the far turn. Perfect, perfect place to see the races. So those will be available at Hamiltonian.com as well. Um, and actually, you can give uh, the PHHA a call for those tickets. So, again, we still do have tickets available and everything else, the patio, the apron, the benches outside, all free for our fans. First come, first serve. So come out, get a good seat, and enjoy a great night of racing. And, and thanks again to everyone for their support of Pocono and the 2018 Breeders' Crown. Well, listen, before we let you go, you said something really important there, the word heat. Uh, it might be important come next Saturday. So, uh, th- listen, get your tickets for that tent because I tell you, if anything like Hoosier Park was last year, you're going to need that heat. That's for sure. <laughs> I agree. Dress accordingly. You just never know. That, and that, Northeast PA that, weather has been right. um, unpredictable at best. All right, Jen. Well, listen, thanks so much. And, uh, listen, good luck uh, coming up uh, this weekend and next weekend. Thanks so much. All right, that was Jen Starr, the racing marketing manager from the Downs at Bohegan Sun Pocono. Lots of great things coming up 
over the next couple of weeks at the Breeders' Crown. All right. Well, we've had a fantastic show. Uh, obviously, uh, a couple of little technical staff moves, but we got our way through it. Bill Gow, thanks to Bill Gowman, Gordon Waterstone, Ron Burke, and Jen Starr for taking time to join the program here today. We'll be back here next Thursday where Mike and Mike will be together for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're glad to have that back uh, starting at 1030, and we will also have the Breeders' Crown Show coming up next Saturday. First post, you know, I'm doing everybody. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.